Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Will Vary, tell them that the Rook sent you. Metafast Weight Control Centers. Now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. I was grousing earlier. Well, no, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. You've never uh, groused. Have I you? love that word, grouse. Yeah. By the way, and not just the ones you shoot. I yeah. love it. I love it as an action. Uh, 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 you know, an action verb. I know this isn't new. It's been a trend. But tomorrow, the Class Four A games begin at ten a.m. Yes. Yeah, I've been whining about that a couple of years ago. We had. Uh, Basically, Hopkins and Apple Valley playing each other at 10 o'clock in the morning when you had uh, uh, jo- uh, Tyus Jones and, and a great Hopkins team. Mm-hmm. They're, they're idiots. They're idiots, but what can you do about it? They're, they're morons. What, what is their they rationale? They want to do everything. They want to do everything. Their rationale is, uh, A, if they're going to be mostly metro schools, so they don't have to get make a, they don't have to pay for them to be in town on Tuesday night and B uh we well we have to give the smaller schools their their time in the spotlight in the afternoon and you know the late night games too so uh that's that's one reason they do that so they play those games on Wednesday and then Thursday uh you know I I don't know it drives me crazy here's here's my well, here's what I've always said about uh we have to give the little schools their chance. We need four classes because we have to give the little schools their chances. Mm-hmm. You know what your you know what chance you get in a little school? You get to play. Yep. If you go to Edina or Eden Prairie or someplace like that, the odds are you're gonna be some stumble bum on the third team. You're not, you know, maybe one or two kids but you get to play if you're in some hillbilly school with 35 students in the senior class Mm -hmm. right yeah that's a great big advantage Mm -hmm. so who cares if you make it to the state tournament or not you got to play well to me it's just uh it's just uh you know it's i've been grousing for years uh when they went to two classes in hockey they ruined it and they went to four (laughs) classes in basketball they ruined it but that that horse is so far left the bar oh yeah yeah that's nothing to do about but yeah you could at least schedule it for optimum attention if Mm -hmm. you wanted to but uh you know if you have uh apple valley and and hopkins when they were both really good playing 
at eight o'clock on on Thursday night, mm-hmm. you get some people there. Right. You got them playing at ten a.m. Wednesday. People don't even know the tournament started yet. Right. Right. So you get three busloads from each school, and that's it. And as Reavers pointed out, you got that Cretan kid, Oturio. Yeah, right, Arturo. Where's what time's he playing? Ten o'clock tomorrow morning. Ten o'clock tomorrow morning. You're idiots. Yeah. You're idiots. Well, the kids <laughs> like to get out of school anyway. Yeah, but that's uh, the only people who'll be there. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, you, well, yeah. The thing is, this year you got a bunch of Gopher recruits and. Yeah, including this you got the other jones kid playing mm-hmm. you know they got the other jones kid i i don't know why they do that but uh it, it's all about it's about saving 12 bucks so they don't have to you know if a, if a kid from uh i don't know what battle lake uh comes in town you know you don't have to put them in the hotel room on tuesday you only have to put them in the hotel room on wednesday so you know, you you save the money of uh, of uh, if you you should have the one A's playing first, uh, the one A's and the two A's playing the first day, but you don't want to have to pay for the hotel rooms. But remember that the high cheap. school league doesn't play; they don't pay for the hotel rooms. That's yes, all they do. They cover they cover that. No, yeah. I, well, whenever we always get a bill when we. The last two years for the hockey, we've got a bill. Oh, maybe for, they changed it. Maybe they changed it. I, yeah, I, I think they, they must have changed that because at least or, for hockey anyway. Or maybe just you got a bill. Right. Maybe, well, just like maybe, the, bill. Met, maybe the metro. Uh, maybe the metro teams aren't supposed to stay in hotels. They're supposed to drive in. And, Why uh, wouldn't they just stay at home? The metro teams. Uh, keeping tabs on students, I guess. I'm not well, sure. Well, you're supposed to keep the tabs. Yeah. Well, you keep the tabs. When my daughter was in the hockey trim the last two years, I didn't see her for from th- Wednesday until Saturday. That's silly. I, maybe it's the metro thing. Maybe that's. I, I don't. I think if you come in from uh, the hinterlands, they they pay for it. Anyway. Greeting Durham always at ten a.m. tomorrow. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Good good scheduling, you dummies. Eden Prairie and Osseo, no earlier than noon. Apple mm-hmm. Valley and Forest Lake, no earlier than 2. Lakeville mm-hmm. North and Maple Grove, no earlier than 4. Okay, so we get them. Uh, so we get those out of the way, and then we can get some other people in here and start playing. No ball game down there today, huh? No, uh, off day, off day. And we're supposed to get a big old thunderstorm here within an hour. Uh, the wind's been blowing all day. They're... Been some clouds. It's kind of humid, but I haven't. Uh, right now, the sun's the sun's actually out. Ooh, but I got I like a question it. for you. Yeah, what college were you referring to? Where we can't the what woman's college? You can no longer call them women. Mount Holyoke. Oh, where's that at? In, Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. Yep. Okay. Now, can you call them lasses or gals? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. I like lasses. Not unless you have an accent. I use lasses on Twitter a lot because I know it's going to offend yeah. people. You no, <laughs> they don't want to be disrespectful to any gender. So you, there's no, they're no longer to be known as women. Yeah, but, but <laughs> you're preaching to the choir, there, big boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm confused. I'm well, confused. join okay. the club. Yeah, you I, heard I, what I, Holy Cross did today. Who'd we beat? Oh no, they're going to get rid of their knight uh, and maybe their name, the Crusaders, because it's too evocative of uh, what Christians did to non-Christians a thousand years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Mm-hmm. And uh Man, I'll have yeah. you voting conservative I'll, in no time. 
How about the guy? How about Kaufman? We went back and looked at Kaufman's record, and that's an interesting out, one. Found I, out there was anti-Semitism around then, and right. Know. But that's an interesting one because he he did violate the norms of his day, unlike John Calhoun, who did not. Yeah. yeah okay. So uh, it, you could so, make the argument that instead of Kaufman, you could have found somebody more credible to name that building yeah, after. But, but yeah, but it's fifty years now. It's been Kaufman. It was when I went to school. There it was Kaufman. It's not fifty years. years. More like. 75 or 80. Yeah, well, it was Kaufman when I went to Are you in favor of Patrick Henry losing Patrick Henry? Are we? Or what what happened there? Well, Patrick Henry was a a slave owner, so that name's got to go. Even though he wrote, he wrote, uh, founding father, by the way, and he wrote uh, uh, that he was opposed to slavery. He didn't really have a plan to end it, but Mm -hmm. he he was not a big uh, fan of slavery. Plus, uh, you know, if if it wasn't for him, we'd all be speaking British. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd right. all be we'd all we'd, we'd all be have bad, them We'd all have bad teeth. <laughs> you know, we'd all be having big parties because some uh, German is getting married to a good-looking gal from uh, the United States. You know, some old some Habsburg, some old Habsburg is getting married. We'd all have to have big uh, wedding parties mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Patrick Henry. For <laughs> give God's me sake. liberty or give me death. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that. Uh, okay. All right. Well, geez. Uh, it, uh, it is. Uh, Pat? No. What? No. Oh, hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Yeah, I was just realizing again just how bad government is at business. If they'd book the high school basketball games that had some marquee value, they'd probably make up more than enough in admission to pay to put the heads up in a hotel. Yeah, you're but right. that's how they think. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. They're worried about, uh, you know what it is? They're just, remember when the girls sued uh, to play high school hockey yeah, in XL? Excel Energy Center. Because yeah. Yeah. they so had to have they the can, experience. So then they can play with 2,000 people there, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, of course, Rook's probably in favor of XL Energy Center. So. I don't think he would have minded where they played. I don't have a cart in the horse of the no, game anymore. No. The but the great thing about Ritter was it is a place that is built to celebrate women's hockey. Right. Uh, Ritter Arena, this, watching yeah. the games that I did watch there, yes. it's a beautiful place, and you can get right, you'll get right into it, and it's it's that's the perfect place for girls' hockey, high school hockey. Pat, let's face it. Our time is, uh, <laughs> yes, it is. pretty much used up. Although my last Ritter experience wasn't too good. Oh, yeah? Went over there to see the granddaughter play between periods, Uh-oh. okay? Yeah. They put 25 kids out on the ice and had them chase a puck for three minutes, and they called that a promotion. They just wanted to get us saps, us grandparents and parents, to buy tickets, and they didn't even let them skate. It works just, every time, doesn't they it? They had 25 people chasing a puck. Why it's an it outrage? Was, it was. I want my ten bucks back. Oh, I got in with a pass, but I got my. I want my ten bucks back anyway. I got in for free, but I'm <laughs> but still I want my money back. I had to pay to park. Ten yeah. bucks to park. All right, just a minute. Interesting night, Patrick. 
But first, rookie, you're right. Wilmer Athletics has reported in on Twitter they do not pay for hotels. They might reimburse you something if they make any money. Of course, they aren't going to make any money because the idiots schedule 4A games on Wednesday morning uh, and uh, afternoon. So you're right. right. They used to, but I guess they don't. Uh, I guess you're all on your own now. Maybe the excuse now is. The smaller schools don't have the budget to stay down here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, so they save them one day. Who makes know. this decision? The board? The, the, yeah, the Minnesota State High School League Board of Directors. Mm-hmm. Well, they are idiots. Mm-hmm. That's and for they got sure. A lot, they got, uh, we used to say there was a lot of men there and a few women, but now they're all mingled up, and it's, we don't even know. They're just all They're all sex. just people. They're all just people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What are we going to do in the in the paper if uh, we no longer can say uh, boys basketball and girls basketball? If you're going to like run the basketball scores on the agate page, yeah, what do you do? It's a good point. You got to run them all, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I just a, a headline. You figure it out. Yeah. And I just post the scores. So there's no descriptors allowed at all. Lady, female. At Mount Holyoke College, Kenny, they have decided that which is an all women school. Right. The mm-hmm. word women cannot be used. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple of lines here. Um, no, no, let's not. Maybe I should just kill your mic here. Hey, Rook, I think I'll uh, save him for off the yeah. air. Please. Kenny, uh, I mean, uh, Joe, I do have something good for you today, though. Brighten your day. All right. Bob Nightingale from USA Today, baseball writer, good friend of mine. Not Crazy. the old Bob Nightingale I knew from Chicago. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That was Dave Nightingale. Dave Nightingale. You knew Dave. I knew Dave. This is Bob Nightingale. All right. Bob's a, a tried and true Wyomaniac. And yep. Should never be allowed to drive out there. But right. anyway, uh, uh, he got a piece. He's in Arizona at spring training. He's got a piece on Gordy Lackey, who's a trout scout. Uh, I think for with Toronto now, and he's been he's a legendary scout. Seventy three years old. It been in Arizona for thirty eight years, scouting, staying in the same hotel, in the same room. For 38 years. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> he likes little, his routine. A little old uh, hotel in Old Town, kind of off the beaten path. You don't even know it's a hotel. And he stays in there, and the hotel has had nine name changes wow. since he's been there. And the hotel's address has actually changed, but it never moved. They changed the street. Yeah. They didn't change the hotel. So wow. uh, it's a great piece. Does he get a lacking. decent rate? Uh, well, he books it when he leaves, like today, when he checks out on March 3rd, whenever he checks out next week, he'll book it for March 1st, April 1st next year. <laughs> so, well, you try found to, what he likes. Is yeah, it a classy joint? Well, it's one of those old boutique type well, of that's places, classy. I think. I think Ken, Joe, yeah, this is you. Is. Oh, yeah. This is straight that. Joe Sutcher. Yeah. So it smells like Ben Gay and, and <laughs> yeah. broken dreams. Purple, apparently it has purple carpet and purple carpet and aqua painted walls. Oh, it's just this gaudy Arizona, you know, glitzy stuff. But it's. Uh, Do you ever think that that old baseball scout pad is called the front desk for a 7 a.m. wake-up call at 7.30? Mm, he said he's got the, his room is kind of in a funky location. He says he's never called room service because he doesn't think they could find it. <laughs> Plus, 
He's a scout, and those guys are always looking to save a buck and then charge more. They get How, per uh, di- they they get per diem, you know. So they always want to change, save a buck. Take take a guess on his salary. I, I don't need to know the figure, but is it under a hundred? Over a hundred? Under five hundred? Well, 500? he's been at it long enough, and he's well regarded. I'm sure he's in the low hundreds, probably. But but huh. most of them are making fifty, probably. You ever seen that forty Clint Eastwood movie Trouble with the Curve? Yeah, no, it was yeah, it was terrible. Is, is it like that? Just those really cheesy flop house thirty nine dollar a night joints. Oh, a lot of them that you park there. in front of your. Uh, oh, there's hotel a, room. there's the famous story of who's the guy? I can't remember who the old scout was. He had a heart attack, and he's being put in the ambulance. Right? Is that the, and is like, that the guy who said some bitch that hurt? <laughs> no, that was Huey. Oh. But this guy's having a heart attack. He's getting put in his ambulance, and there's like four guys looking around him, and he says. Somebody get the mileage. <laughs> they all charge me. They all, they're all charging mileage all the way. He says, I can't remember who it was, but somebody get the mileage. <laughs> Tell the Huey story again. Oh, Huey's playing baseball, but he's working in the oil fields in the 1920s out in Oklahoma, and he's a great prospect. He hit like 380 in the minor leagues. What was his last name? And Huey Alexander. Huey Alexander. And, and uh he he gets his hand caught in there, and the, you know one of the drills or something catches Ooh. his hand and mashes his hand, and they're out in the middle of nowhere, and they drive forty miles, and they finally find this, as he says, old Indian doctor, mm-hmm. right. and he and the Indian doctor says, all right, he has a bottle of whiskey and he makes Huey drink it, and then he starts sawing the hand off, oh, oh, my. and and Huey's line was, and damn. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that ended his baseball, obviously. Yeah, then he yeah, became I mean, a scout. Became a legendary scout. He's, yeah. uh, he was the right-hand man of Paul Owens, who was running the Phillies, who they called the Pope because he looked like the Pope. Mm-hmm. And he's also the guy who called up one morning and told the team that a trade was off by saying, that trade don't count. The Pope was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> But think about getting your hand cut off. Not only is that going to hurt, because no amount of whiskey is going to make that no, pain go no. away. But well, you, have to, you have to hear the saw <laughs> go through uh, the bone. No, the hand no, saw no, at no. that. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. We're not talking electric saw. No, I'm thinking it's one of those meat saws that the butchers <laughs> use. Yeah, to cut T-bones. Yeah, yeah. then slice that sucker. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the greatest. Anyway, I was trying to tell you the Wild had an interesting game. They were down 2 nothing, got the lead, and then lost it in overtime. Gave up one in uh, late in the last minute, huh? Yeah. Was the goalie pulled? Or, uh, they yes, had, they pulled yes. The, they yes. had pulled the goalie. Yeah. Kings did that with a man advantage. But it was a great game. You know, mm-hmm. they, got a, they win. They got a point. They got a point. They got the point. They're in good shape. Well, Joe, I, thought I, your, I thought your summary was okay. But we had, <laughs> we had an on-site correspondent yeah. uh, in the suite... Uh, that later uh, conveyed what happened to his younger brother at mm-hmm. the breakfast table this morning. All right. The Kings got one point, then they got two points before the Wild. Mm-hmm. Then the Wild got one point, then they got two points, then the Wild got three. Yep. And then, and then the Kings, one of the Kings, they snuck the puck in there and they won. Yep. Boom. Analysis. 
Yeah, it was pretty darn good. Why, huh? why are we allowing that on the Excellent. Air? It was my kid. My house, my house sports talk has changed, fellas. My house sports talk uh, We'll be back changed. in just a moment to uh, let Kenny settle down. Uh, and now, No, kids! <laughs> thanks to our... Stop calling and asking, you little brat! <laughs> thanks to our good friends in God, Minnesota. I hate kids. At Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and so nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. Well, Kenny, you can always follow his blog. I'm sure it'll be on there as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stocks were higher at today's market close. The market did recover a bit of Monday's steep losses. The Dow Jones Industrial Average snuck back into positive territory for the year, just barely, gaining 116 points. The Nasdaq Composite rose 20 points. The S&P 500 gained four. Students who were defrauded by Corinthian colleges are claiming in court that the Education Department has illegally obtained and used their earnings data in order to limit their student loan relief. Former Corinthian students are making that claim in a motion filed in federal court in California. This week's pedestrian fatality involving a self-driving car is likely to complicate efforts in Congress to speed the vehicle's development by wiping away state safety regulations. The House last fall passed legislation that would preempt regulations that some states have sought to impose on the driverless car industry. But even before the pedestrian was struck Sunday, some senators had reservations about the bill, saying they were concerned it didn't guarantee sufficient protection for drivers passengers and pedestrians i'm bruce vale with your money now on 1500 espn okay bruce thank you very much we're gonna let you go check traffic here although i don't know why there's really nothing going on this report sponsored by concordia university online learning 94 between the downtowns doesn't matter which way you're going you're looking at 11 12 minutes northbound 35w yeah it's trying to fill up and slow down between 88 and 694 but it's still tolerable stay the course there uh stop on w of course uh, flying between downtown and the burnsville split get on track to a successful business career with Concord. The plan, the plan was to come back with those Roycey cuts from the old Monday Night Sports Talk days, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so while Rookie was frantically looking for the CD and Kenny was sitting on his A-double-S <laughs> shouting out instructions, yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. It's always my favorite part of the day. How about you, John? There's no tension in the room, isn't there? There's no Let's go here. It's was that wait? Was, was that it, real or was that, was that real? Yeah, was that real? Or was oh, that I was just Let's go. Here, I was just sitting here watching the crows. I'm fine. I am not <laughs> reading this cornball crap. <laughs> do you do you have the one in there, Such, of him going off on the kids? That's the one we're looking for. <laughs> Look, kid, go do your homework well, or whatever he said. We're waiting for this thing. There we go. I'm going to come over there and flick your ear, you there's, little brat. There's one. Yeah, there's one of them. <laughs> You ever seen a grown man naked? Whoa. You ever seen a grown? No, that's, not that's, that's not what. No. no. I think Johnny, you should tell us about the Don. It's cloudy. And Everybody's on their way. Like uh, rented meals, huh? Everybody here is on their way to a You're on. press conference. Yeah, um, I have fun is, why does Bud Grant wear brown pants with a purple shirt? <laughs> uh, drugs, I think. <laughs> okay, um, well, I have another question. Why Go do, do your homework, you little creep. <laughs> oh, that's that's Sushere. <laughs> Whoopsie. Here we go. I was blaming Roycey. <laughs> You're on Sports Talk. 
Uh, yeah. Call in. Uh, what are you calling for, kid? We don't talk to kids. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> You're on. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is Yokum on Donnie Beaupre's suspension? He was not suspended the second time. See you later. Oh, uh, you think he'll be no. suspended? No, he I'm didn't. traded? Where have you been, kid? <laughs> Pay attention, kid. Don't call up and ask us these nonsensical <laughs> questions. I mean, you know... The big, get rid of him. Goodbye. Get rid of him. You're on. I hate kids. <laughs> Come That's a long way. Back when this show used to mean oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! They, yeah, but you you can see, Kenny, we haven't had a call from a kid in thirty years. So we yeah. got rid of him. Oh my God! It's cloudy in thirty-one. Long time go for Reavers. That's what you need to do since oh. your kid has a Jones to get on the air. So Have him great. call the enemy sports station oh, just yeah. all day, every day. <laughs> Long time you go- want to hear my wild analysis? <laughs> <laughs> Long-time Gopher men's hockey head coach and two-time <laughs> national title winner Don Lucia will not be back behind the bench next year for the Gophers. Uh, the U holding a press conference in about an hour, 4.30 this afternoon. You'll hear it right here on 1500 ESPN. Our TV affiliate 5 Eyewitness News reporting that Lucia will remain with the school as a special assistant to athletic director Mark Coyle through June of 2019. Gophers missed the NCAA tournament this season under Lucia. Last title came in 2003. So when you run off a coach and you owe him $500,000, you make him a special assistant. Correct. Right? Okay. The (laughs) Wooger got that job, but Wooger was a fundraiser for a long time over there. So Remember when uh, the Don, Joe, we started having the, the, we used to have the uh, Gopher hockey show on Saturdays with the Wooger? Mm Mm-hmm. And then we had the Don for a year or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, it lost the vibe, didn't it? He, he took things a little more seriously yeah. than the Wooger did. Well, it was all in the theme. I mean, remember the Wooger theme? We had some fun times. It <laughs> sounded like Stormy Daniels porno music is what it sounded like. And we would get up and dance and we uh, smack some rear end. And it was uh, it was a little festive. But what you guys need to also remember is you were not only... Um, uh, testy with some of the uh, the young kids, you also uh, would upset an old timer as well. Arnie, Pat, yes, Arnie, Pat, <laughs> yes, Arnie. I spent uh, I spent some time at the uh, Nicola Ballpark with the Millers in nineteen twenties. Oh Jesus! Yeah, and they talk about you know about the pitcher today pitching one hundred and twelve pitches to the yank them out. Yeah, now you can you can look this up, Pat. But I was down there in nineteen and the twenties when the <laughs> Ray Star pitched a double hitter against the Columbus Redbirds on a Sunday afternoon. I remember pitched well. both games and won both games. Now you can look this up. I spent a long time down there at Nicola Ballpark. I'm about ten years older than our good friend Sid Hartman. <laughs> he knows it all. So you're 110. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but I'm about 10 years old. I got to know a lot of the Minneapolis Millers. I spent a lot of time time down there, shook hands a lot of them. I used to pitch pennies with uh, Ernie Orsatti. Oh Arnie. Yes. Why are you telling us these things? <laughs> what? Why are, Why are you telling us these things? Is there a, Are we going to get to the moral of the story? Well, I mean, I, I thought maybe you'd be interested in the guy pitching the double hitter. Okay. In 1920. Arm, you know. 
And uh, I don't know whether you're uh, interested in the 1920 uh, Millers, how good they were. No, I'm not, Arnie, but God bless you. I'm glad you're still hanging in there so you can take that memory with you. Thank you. Oh, you're a bunch of <laughs> it wasn't even worth hitting the button, was it? I think you better cart that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you see, that was how fast. Probably the late, great Arnie turned. What's the point, Arnie? <laughs> you can hear Ricey is, is irritating are irritated yeah. by this 10 minutes before the end of it. You can hear him in the back going, <sighs> Arnie, why are you telling us this? The only thing that would have made that better, Pat, is when you had said, what is the moral of that story? And he had said, don't mess with Uncle Terry when he's been drinking. News oh. notes from today. How we- many pitches are you throwing if you pitch both games? Here, you're, you're oh. like three, 400. Well, well, back then, probably 80 a game. You know, the guys swung the bats. A back. lot, though. But, yeah, you're probably still getting close to 200. Why are we still talking about <laughs> this story? I do, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's get on to, the, let's get on to the cop here. Right. Let's get on to the uh, cop here. Let's get on to the cop charged with murder here. News notes from today. At 3.38, Minneapolis police officer Mohamed Noor charged today with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter in the fatal shooting of Justine DeMond last July. Noor turned himself in late this morning, being held at the Hennepin County Jail on half-million dollars bail. If convicted of third-degree murder, he could face a maximum of 25 years in prison. A second-degree manslaughter charge carries a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison. According to the complaint filed against him, prosecutors say at the time of the shooting, the officer neither investigated nor confirmed a threat that justified the decision to use deadly force. The complaint also says Noah recklessly fired his handgun when he shot Damon, leaving her with her hands on a gunshot wound to the left side of her abdomen while she said, I'm dying or I'm dead. Hennepin County attorney Mike Freeman said to lose a family member to violence is always wrenching and painful, but to lose one when she was acting as a concerned and caring citizen at the hands of a person she had called for help is inexplicable. Another explosion in Texas this morning. Do we know what happened behind the scenes after the night in question and today? Because I'm seeing and hearing all sorts of stuff about... Uh, Minneapolis police not cooperating. That was and what now Freeman, I'm, Freeman was I'm hearing the uh, yeah. partner uh, turned on him, but then I'm hearing other people say the partner was trying to protect him. Does anybody have the the real the truth? Well, well reading the reading the partner's statement there, mm-hmm. it's not. It's uh, he did not turn on him, and I, I don't think when you read it, the okay. partner said in the statement he, that they heard something. Uh, it, it, well, I believe he called it an odd sound or something like that. And uh, the yeah. shooting happened shortly after that. So, Another explosion in Texas this morning, this time inside a FedEx Corporation facility outside San Antonio. The latest bomb went off early this morning, shortly after midnight. It follows those explosions, of course, in Austin, Texas. FBI spokeswoman in San Antonio said the latest blast could be linked. She said it's something we definitely suspect, but we won't know until we've had a chance to evaluate all the evidence. Let's find this guy. State Fair sneaking up quickly. Another concert announced today. This one for the last day of the fair, Labor Day. Boy George and his band Culture Club will hit the fair grandstand. Is he still yes. around? Is he still around? He'll tumble for you. Joined by two other MTV era pop acts, the B-52s and Thompson twin singer Tom Bailey. Who's they down? won't have 2,000 people for that 
turkey. I will bet I'll you. I bet you it sells out. I, I'm no. with John. Guarantee I don't think it. the B-52s fit on that lineup, do they? I don't I don't, think so I don't compare the B-52s to either one of those I, bands. I would agree with Kenny on that one, but I bet it sells out. I'm with John. Is that Labor Day night? Correct, yes. Yep. Oh, hell, that'll, Pat, that'll, the, they'll sell more than they got. The old Liberace act doesn't look as good when you're 60, like Boy George, <laughs> as it did when he was 30. Why, are you thinking of a career yeah. change? He looks like a face like a catcher's mitt now, for God's this, sake. Uh, this, this is Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. This, uh, this gig comes midway through a three-month tour by those three acts. So, really? Yeah. You know, out on the road if lot. anybody goes to watch Culture Club, please don't ever speak to me. Okay. <laughs> wow. I don't want anything to do. You go. You go watch PJ Fleck play football, will you? And leave me alone. <laughs> what? Okay. This is already pick on Pat Day, but I got to tell you something. Wait, we want to listen to this uh, stirring okay. number first. <laughs> that boy, George. Yeah. It is the height of his career. Yeah. He's singing right to Patrick. <laughs> I find it odd that it's not striking a nerve with Pat here that he won't be at that show. I don't get it. <laughs> so I finished the Diet Coke, and I went to throw it in a little wastebasket here behind me. And it bounced out, and I couldn't see it. So I thought it went under this big, heavy chair. Oh, no. So I picked it up. You know, I don't like leaving that bottle. Sure. Right you have a conscience. So I picked it up, and then I reached for the bottle and dropped the chair on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> and I got these thin summer shoes on down here, and I might have broke a toe just now. <laughs> Glad Why we don't you film you these things? You should, sue, you should sue CCO. That's what you should do. It's their yeah. fault. Yes. Isn't this your second foot-related incident in Fort Myers? Didn't you and Coles have a, when you guys were doing the show down there? Oh, that was the one when I got some kind of a uh, disease. And I my, I had a pair of sandals that cut kind of the back of my show and oh, his foot. That, and then, yeah. then some then some of the, the God, that was diseases gross. that are available down here yeah. got in. And I woke up in the morning and my foot was like two and a half times the size oh. it was supposed to be. Yeah, just yeah. oozing pus and gross. And- <laughs> Such, I need your help. We were reminiscing off the air during that break about uh, a B-52 show that was 1990, January 26, 1990 at the Northrop. Who would they have toured with? There was two acts that night, and it was a raucous show. The balcony was shaking, plaster was falling, and for the life of Georgia me, Satellites? No, that's not a bad guess, but no. We better open up the phone lines. Reavers, take some calls. <laughs> take some calls off the air, Reavers. An Austrian man faces a 160-euro fine, that's about 197 bucks, for describing police officers as Smurfs in a warning about speed traps posted on Facebook. <laughs> the Austria press agency reported that authorities in Tyrol province imposed the fine on the man whose name wasn't released. The charge? Violating public decency by defaming two police officers. Really? They got strict rules over there, huh? A man's post in a Facebook group alerted others to two Smurfs standing with lasers on a local highway. A local Tyroler Tagezeitung newspaper wow. <laughs> reported that the man 
uh, maintains the term Smurfs was meant as a harmless joke, not an insult. He said he'll plan to defend himself and not pay the fine at regional police headquarters. I got, I got a question for you, Johnny. Why yeah. can't you insult the police if you just do it, if you're not doing it to their that, face? That, that I, I'm not familiar with Austrian okay. law, I confess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something strict. <laughs> this isn't let, let, left over from the Fuhrer, is it, when he was running the place? I hope not. Mm-hmm. In China, this is a tough one. Here we go. A power company manager accidentally broadcast himself uh, having fun, shall we say, with a okay. ju- with a junior colleague when he forgot mm-hmm. to hang up after a video conference call. Oh, fantastic! Right. Mm-hmm. Based on WeChat, con- who are the people that stayed on the line? Right. I, I saw some uh, <laughs> clips from it—not clips, but pictures—and they hold on, they, this is getting good. It right. was, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Based on WeChat conversations, what do you mean by caps, yeah? The manager, well, they were, uh, they were, you know, how'd they look? Canning apricots. <laughs> they were canning yeah. apricots. That's correct. The manager of China's Southern Power Grid filmed himself having sex with his colleague in a conference room on the table just minutes after a call earlier that morning that was attended by employees from five different provinces. After the meeting was adjourned for a break, the manager decided to make use of the now-empty conference room. Apparently, the footage first leaked on Saturday, but it's now been scrubbed from social media by Chinese censors. Two employees, of course, this is China, so they were arrested. Okay. They they face charges for uh, that, as well as further punishment for spreading false rumors after they allegedly shared the footage. The phrases sour, a southern power grid and use love to make power have become two of the most blocked terms on social media site Weibo in China after the incident. What were they accused of? What? False what? False. Uh, well, this was two other people, two other employees, okay. because they spread the, the Oh, uh, I see. Okay. The, the only man thing was accused of false forecasts, <laughs> and we don't know anything. The else. only thing we care about is, is the footage available? <laughs> I saw. We see I just YouTube, saw maybe? pictures, Kenny, and they had they blotted out the important part, shall we say? But you could certainly see what they were doing, like the conference phone number. Yeah, exactly. So, like when we were all in junior high, that type of stuff we would watch. You know, with the I with the know. with the blacked out screen. Oh, oh wait, I see. I see. Yeah. I see what that you looks see. like a boob. <laughs> when I was in junior high, we had one television station, so we didn't do that. No. <laughs> Uh, fathers. Is that the one that had the, the blurred lines? Yes. Where you were, the one in one hand you the had the V-hole, <laughs> and you were trying to straighten that sucker out. And I think they're at the dentist's office, I'm and not sure. Occasionally you saw a knee that looked like a bosom, <laughs> and that was enough. Pause. And then you heard somebody walking upstairs with a couple of uncomfortable moments of silence. <laughs> A father's Maybe ashes. that was just me. Right. <laughs> what are you doing down there, Matthew? Uh, sleepwalking, Dad. He's got the arms out in front Practicing of him. Practicing voices. <laughs> what was the name of the cat that uh, Grandpa had? Grayson. Grayson. He says, I'm down here with Rook and Sam. I'm down here with Grayson. I'm down here petting Grayson. Because <laughs> <laughs> Grayson is rubbing up against the calf of whoever's calling for <laughs> In Great Britain. You ready, Grayson? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Wow. And then everything was saved by the flag would come on and play the Star Spangled Exactly. (laughs) Like it should happen every time. In Great Britain, a father's ashes have been placed in a model railway coal wagon. 
so it can be trundled around the miniature railway that the man spent 40 years creating. Well, that's, that's just sad. That's nice. That's really? Nice. I that's thought it was sad. a sweet story, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Peter Hurst. He's the fellow that passed You're away. It's Grandpa pa- again. It's pathetic. <laughs> His son. <laughs> it's pathetic. There we go. Let's go ahead and watch Grandpa again. Let's <laughs> you go around a circle. Gather around. Yeah. Gather around. Hey, let's stop at this station see if he gets on. <laughs> Peter's, uh, Peter's sons, 53-year-old Simon and 58-year-old Paul, thought hey, it would be Hey, let's smoke a- Grandpa. Thought it would be a any papers? tribute. <laughs> Their dad died of dementia in January at the age of 88. Probably drove himself nuts building his train. <laughs> yeah, no wonder. He spent 40 years perfecting the mini railway in his attic, complete with wow. paper mache hills and an entire anything village. To anything to get away from the wife. Right. I'll be in the attic working on the train. That's right. He married Betty in 1956, Kenny. That's when he started building a prototype of the railway at his home in Essex, but it really took off in 1972 when he moved to Leeds. Uh, eventually, the granddad of three had 40 locomotives, 50 coaches, 50 trucks, 10 guard vans, and an entire city built. That's fantastic, John. Fantastic. Why in God's name are you telling us this? <laughs> Well, as your time in Florida is coming to an end, yes. What do you have in mind today? Uh, the Don. A lot of talk about the Don. They're going to be a press conference at four thirty. Uh, it'll be late, as they all are, but we'll run a little bit of that and hear what he has to say. And uh, Jess Myers is going to talk to us about it right after the top of the hour. He and Don have uh, got have uh, been uh, tight here for years, and he's over at the press conference, so we'll get his thoughts right at the top of the hour. Did Don succeed the Wooger? Yes, yeah, yeah, he did, and uh, won two uh, national championships. He was there 19 years, so I think he won it in the four, either his third and fourth years or his fourth and fifth years. He won back-to-back, and he got in the finals only about four years ago, but uh, got beat by Union, of all people, and uh, he's getting a lot of heat about uh, the last couple of years. I think the thing that did him in, though, was attendance more than wins and losses. Yeah, it's they really fallen, hasn't it? Yeah, they don't draw like, they don't come close to drawing like they used to. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. 28 degrees, a tough first day of summer for a 21st-er. The uh, ride is coming up next. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring. After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sp- the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.